Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, crowd goes wild. They love this thing. They've downloaded 10 episodes already. Now we're at number 11. See, we go to 11. We are at number 11. We're very good. Yeah, exactly. We have our uh, our first initial season, by the way, is going to be 14 episodes. And then, of course, we'll take a three-month hiatus and come back with season number two of The Greatest Story Never Told. But what we're going to do with season two, as we've learned from TV, because people love it so much, we're going to split season two over a period of three years. Correct, yes. Right. And we're only going to record that in France. Uh, so it'll be a completely different experience. We're very excited about season two. But right now, uh, wrapping up uh, season number one of The Greatest Story Never Told. And once again, we will go back in time a little bit to uh, when we first arrived in Seattle. Now, mm-hmm. we've told you the story about uh, uh, our boss giving us a call, Sergeant Hair Club, saying, hey, man, let's get out here. We've told you the story about flying over the Midwest and the Great Plains and Ted sure. looking down and going, where in the hell are we going? Because he never looked at a map to find out where Seattle was. That's why I do that. Yep. Uh, we told you about staying in a hotel room where we refused to uh, masturbate for a couple of weeks because that was just the uh, that was what we decided to do. Well, I love you, brother. I'm just not cool with you being around when I'm doing it. And, and to be honest with you, we were together most of the time, so at that point in time, there was no real free time anyway. Well, eventually, we uh, we end up in an apartment building up here on uh, First Hill in Seattle. Mm-hmm. We're sharing an apartment so we can figure out where we're going to live in town. We're we're there for like six months or so, whatever the lease is. But uh, Steve, Ted, and myself are living together. Now, at this time, when we get hired, we are not on 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. Initially, when we got hired, we were on 100.7 The Buzz Radio for Guys. Which was interesting to us because the station we came from in Baltimore was called Hot Talk, all right? Stern in the morning, we do middays, Dynamite afternoons, Tom Likas does evenings there. Well, Tom Likas Mm -hmm. does afternoons the channel. And then there was a show called The Vocal Minority, syndicated out of Seattle, they were. that they also played in Baltimore, and we were actually very fond of their show. So we moved to Seattle. They were, they were on our show. They were on our station in Baltimore on the weekends. They, they, they had their show syndicated. So we already knew The Vocal Minority before we moved to Seattle. And I thought it was a great show, but we move here, meet the guys. We all get along exceptionally well. We really do. And we're new to town. And uh, to be honest, the uh, the first person that uh, took us out and showed us the town was a guy named Cousin Brewski. And he was on the uh, the show at the time. And he, and he drove us around Seattle and gave us our first glimpse of what is now not the same city we are looking out this window at today. Sure. Uh, he, he He's from Boston originally. Thickest box yeah, Boston, Boston accent you will ever hear in your life. And we asked him about the weather and everything else. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't have to shovel rain. That, yes, that's exactly Being what he from said. Boston, yeah. that, that was a pretty good take. And we said, okay, that, that that's fantastic. So we end up on the buzz. And initially, we are the, the night show. Yes. Now they might have had different plans for us eventually. They said, look, if you do okay at night, maybe you'll go to middays or mornings or afternoons. We're not really sure. Probably not afternoons because Tom Likas had that uh, pretty well locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, BJ was on in the middays. If you're from Seattle, right. you know the uh, BJ and Migs. Well, his show was on in the middays, a show that was uh, legendary in the market from years gone by, Robin and Maynard. Did mornings? Was it? They were they were in the mornings, and then we would come on and do the night show mm-hmm. in the vocal minority. <clears throat> excuse me. They would do a uh, a Saturday night show, so they entertained on the weekend, and they they had a great show. Now the members of that program were Steve Harness and Nick Reynolds, yes. both of which are still in radio. Matter of fact, they work at a uh, radio station together still really? in uh, Lake Tahoe, them. Nevada. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're on a uh, hit station down there. They had a uh, producer who we uh, loved as well, named Edgy. Edgy was great. Yep. Uh, cousin Brewski, as mentioned, and uh, Jay Ward, the producer. Mm-hmm. Big dude. I think he's still in Seattle. I haven't seen him in a while. Jay is a great guy. So we start doing this little banner thing back and forth where we get the idea that uh, 
just for kicks, why not? Let's take on each other in a little basketball game, so Mm -hmm. to speak. None of us being particularly great at basketball, uh, they brought a ringer with them, okay? And this guy's sort of dropping shots, but I will say, our very own Miles Montgomery, not the best, but far from the worst. No, I'm not that great. Hold your own. You won the game for us. And the thing is, we didn't think anyone would show up. They do weekends. We do nights. We said we're going to go to a place called Golden Gardens, shoot hoops. Well, now a bunch of people show up, and I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Yeah, this is street ball outside, and then there's this crowd starts to gather around because we've been talking about this on the air, how we're taking the vocal minority down. They are taking us down. We've got bets on the line and all this stuff, and one of the bets that we decided to do was, look, uh, whoever the loser is, they are going to have to take over that person's show. But as you pretending you were them. So if we had to do vocal minority, we would not say, hey, we're the men's room. But we will go on to say we're the vocal minority. Dude. Mm-hmm. And then you wait for people to notice, obviously, and call you out. Yeah. And a couple of weeks go by. We don't even really think about this too much. But the vocal minority then go on the air mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Okay. And they are doing our show as us. Now, we have not heard this audio. Not once. Never heard you got to remember, this is before you could go and re-listen to stuff. You couldn't just go on demand, even in in 2005. Yeah, it was a process. And grab a show. And we're lazy. From the weekend or whatever and listen to it and all those things. So, to be honest with you, we only heard certain excerpts of the show, just little bits of what they did. Uh, I think I still have one. Let me see if I can find it, all right? Because this is one of the guys. So, keep in mind, I think this is Nick. No, that one's not it. Maybe it's on that. Just understand this. When they did the show, no one knew that it wasn't us. That's one, so kind of insulting. Two, this is early in our career in Seattle, so this is, whatever we hear, this is how the vocal minority interpreted our interpreted show. Interpreted us yeah. and then blow back. So and we, and we, hola, bitch, hola. Yeah, that's, that's from the show. That's Nick. Now, uh, and keep in mind, the original bet was that we would do their show, okay, if, if, if they won. And they would do our show. Well, it didn't really work out that way because we were on Monday through Friday. Right. They had other jobs, regular jobs. So they could not necessarily come in and do our show at night. So what they did was they took their Saturday night show and they copied us mm-hmm. and made fun of us and joked around about it. So we haven't heard this in a while. For the first time in a long time, we might ask you, Mike, to stop this thing a little bit so we can hear it a little bit. This is the vocal minority doing the men's room on the buzz 2005. K-U-B-Z. Seattle. Radio for guys. 100.7 The Buzz. Good evening, Buzzheads. This is Cousin Brewski from the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. As you all know, tonight was going to be the night that the Vocal Minority was going to fill in for the men's room. But unfortunately, about an hour ago, Nick and Steve were out in front of the radio station doing what they call show prep. Unfortunately, the Seattle police consider it drug possession. Unfortunately, we are going to have to reschedule it for another night and another time. So without further ado, I bring you the men's room. Unfortunately, what you're about to hear is real. We've been playing this for how long? I don't know, but I forgot we had this intro. Yeah, we still play, but not with a female uh, vocal. Uh, Taz now. You have been warned and are now cordially invited to join the party. KQBZ Seattle. Which is now the wolf, by the way, if you're in Seattle. Oh, yeah, right, right. 
get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast Hasn't changed too much, though. Kicks. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a country. The Men's Room. 421-1007 or 1-888-647-1007, whichever you can remember. The Men's Room on 100.7 The Buzz. Radio for guys. Hola, Jola. Yeah. Welcome to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. What's going on here? I don't know. I I can't hear you very well, Miles. How much plug? Here we go. Turn your damn mic on, Miles. Hola, I think we modified their voice to get deep like this. There we go. Welcome to the men's room. You are cordially invited to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Caca! Caca! You're cordially invited. Come on down. Caca! Hey, everybody. I'm uh, Steve the Thrill Hill. That's my partner over there, Miles Montgomery. I'm Miles Montgomery. Welcome to Seattle. 100.7 The Buzz. Radio for guys. Cordially invited to the men's room. Cacaw. Hola, bitch. Hola. Go, son. This is the Ted Smith. Oh, there's Ted, everybody. Ted's that's, a short white guy. That's the, Hola, your boy. The Ted Smith, everybody. The Ted Smith. Right. The. And, and, of course, our producer, uh, Ben, out there. Hello there, guys. What's going on? Producer Ben coming in a little loud tonight on the Squawk Box. He pushes the button down and then he starts talking. We hear him loud tonight. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, so someone's got to be heard around here. Hola, right. bitchola! Now, first of all, did we say hola, bitchola that much? And did we puke that much when we first got here? Because keep in mind, we did come from the East Coast. So it was a little bit different tempo as far as yeah, well, uh, the presentation at the time. Uh, one of the things we worked on a lot with the boss, all right? So when we were first on the bus, to be fair... The boss let us go for a while. Then he pulled us in one day and said, look, man, you guys need to organize. So like the benchmarks are here now. No, mm-hmm. as Sherlock. He said, look, it's funny, but it's just four-hour stream of consciousness, and your guys' consciousness is different than other people. So I just have no idea what the hell you're talking about half the time. All right? That's, so now that I'm listening to this, they may have been nailing it. Okay. All right. We'll continue on. Here's the vocal more to the vocal minority. Let's see where they go. Ah, been- uh, bitch, hold <laughs> Let's hit the head, shall we? Now, it's time to hit the head. Live. Caw call. Hey, what's up, bitch Olas? What's up? I'm Steve Thrill Hill. And I'm Miles Montgomery, 100.7 The Buzz Radio for Guys. Welcome to the men's room. Caw call. Are they just doing the same thing over and over Right. Holla at your boy. We're in the head now. Everything looks good. There's tile on the floor. Toilet's over there. Welcome to the men's room. Caw Yo, son. You got, want me to read some headlines? Or yes, what? I do. Read some headlines to me. All right. Coming from uh, somewhere around this country of ours, airlines to begin tallying pet casualties. Plenty of vacation guides list camps that allow dogs or rank pet-friendly hotels. But until now, there's been no way to know which airlines are safest for your four-legged travelers. Well, patrol lines, that's about to change. Starting on June 15th, Airlines must report how many pets are killed, lost, or injured during those flights. Government estimates... Really? About, yeah, really, man. Government I forgot that really we used to do headlines at the beginning of the show. I was going to ask, did we? Yeah, we did. They estimated did I do them? Of them yes, died. we both did. That'd be 20,000 animals a year. That's incredible. What do you think of that, Bichola? Yeah, we used to do the headlines at the beginning of the show when we were in Baltimore. We used to do the headlines at the beginning of the show when we were here because I just found all those one-cheaters from the very first show. Just I, over the weekend. I have my sheet from our very first show, because I remember the question that we asked. The very first question we asked, do you remember? 
I asked this to you and Ted on the air a little while ago. This, it, the very well, we, I can look we, at the sheet, but I'm not sure what it we was. We just got to Seattle. We're introducing ourselves, and look, man, this show was a little odd, and that we didn't know people would take us. So we came out, and the first question we asked: Would you rather be dumped for a midget or by a midget? That is how we phrased it, mm-hmm. and that was for four hours. We did that. And yes, for four hours, that is all we talked about. Okay. For right. four hours. So uh, do you have some more of the vocal minority there, uh, Mike? I do. Okay, let's hit it. See where they do. Besides Kaka and Ola Bicholo. What do you say about Federline? He's always doing yeah, I, like, I, like, I, like, I like to call him the impregnator. The impregnator. The impregnator. You, but you know what, though? What? I, I'd much rather see uh, Maria Shriver and uh, my hero Arnold going at it before I would uh, watch Brittany and Kevin. Hmm. Producer Ben, a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Interesting. How about your boy? Are Yo, you into son? the uh, Austrian gay pornos? Or? He likes anything in a Speedo. Something big and burly in a Speedo. And hey. Anything that Arnold's in, I uh, I wholeheartedly endorse. Even yourself? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on with the old headlines here. How about this? Down in California, they're trying to ban violent video games. We here at the men's room could care less because we think video games suck. Quite hey, oh, they got it right. Pong, bring and you on suck Pong. if you play them. Actually, I'll say this. Pong. What about Pong? Uh, All right. I don't know what we're about to say about Pong, but I know I'm going to say something positive because I've always loved it. That's how mm-hmm. old I am. But my son got an Xbox from Santa uh, for Christmas. Oh, was he excited about that? He, beyond excitement, but he wanted to play Madden. All right. I don't play Madden. I don't know the controls. We played a game. Do you know how pissed I was losing 20 to 19? That's one of the things. And I realized, like, man, I don't want to get into this. Sounds like you're into it. Uh, it, It's fun. And it helps that he still doesn't quite understand everything, Mm -hmm. but he still beats. I like the fact that they audio uh, modulated their voice to sound like you. Do I sound? I don't sound that deep. You don't, but but, I mean, your voice is deeper than anyone else's on the show. So they were just trying to do the, you know, Ola Bichola. No, I sound like that. Let's give him like 30 more seconds so we can hear this thing, because it's been a while. Playing Pong like a mother since 75. It's kind of over my head and skill level. I'm Steve the Thriller. (laughs) (laughs) I like your boy. That's right. Yo, son. All right, what's on the way there, Miles Montgomery? Oh, we got a lot coming up here. 100.7 The Buzz Radio for Guys. It's the men's room with Miles the Thrill. Hey, on the way, we've got stunts on a dime, tricks on a stick, and check out uh, your weather. We'll do that for you, and we'll also uh, cure a little cancer. What do you think about that? I think we can do that. All right, we'll do it. Coming up, it's the men's room with Miles the Thrill. We'll be right back. I will say this. Did I puke that much back then? No, man. Do I puke that much now? No, but you're the guy that has a hand of what we call the station business. Right, right here's right. the phone number. Here's the, and trust me when I say neither one, neither one of us wanted to do this. And I believe when it's proposed, which one I did the thing where whoever steps forward volunteer. I basically took a step back, so it's on Miles. But my voice is not that deep. You don't puke that much. But they did bring up something I forgot about, which is stunts on a dime. Yeah. It was just dumb stuff, and we put Ted through it, like the swallow a spoonful of cinnamon and all this. But the one we did that they said scientifically was impossible, and it was at the buzz when we did it, I drank a gallon of milk in an hour. Oh, he did. But but it was a problem. So he got it done in like 58 minutes. We all celebrate it. Now, we're done at 11. So Miles and I walk back to the apartment. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let let me interject here for a second. Where we were located, Mm -hmm. where our offices were, compared to where our apartment was, was basically the equivalent of walking up about a 60-story building, the hill known as Boren. So it wasn't that we just walked home. Well, it like, was it's, close. It's, it, it, it was close, but it was straight up a hill. So with Ted, Ted finished the gallon of milk within an hour. Easily, yeah. And then he disappeared into the bathroom. 
And we eventually went home. All right, so we, we couldn't wait for him because he was still in there. My girlfriend at the time, uh, current wife, she called, hey, how are you guys? We're doing great. She's still on the East Coast. Hey, we did stunts on a dime. Believe it or not, Ted finished the gallon of milk in an hour. How's he feeling? I said, I don't know. She goes, what do you mean? I said, well, we, we left him in the bathroom at work. Uh, I, I got a lot of grief for this. Eventually, Ted makes it home maybe an hour and a half later. In, in just in a bad way, like in a real bad way. Uh, we like said, we felt bad. We, not that bad. I mean, we did laugh. But a little bit bad. A little bit. A little bit. And we're like, dude, are you all right? And he goes, look, I've never sat on a toilet that long. He's like, when I pooped, it was just white foam. Basically, <laughs> it was chalk. He said it was like a latte. And uh, But to his credit, we did. I feel like stunts on a dime is something we should bring back. Mm. If we can. If we can, for Even sure. Even for you, Mike, something simple like shake and bake. You know what I mean? But yeah. we would do some. But Ted's been tasered. He did the milk in an hour, cinnamon challenge, something with saltines. Never anything too dangerous. Actually, the worst we did was Baltimore. It was, he thought it was a hot sauce. It is a hot additive. And if you read the bottle, which Ted did not do, it was like one teaspoon for every five gallons of liquid. That's how hot this was. He took a tablespoon and just swallowed it whole. And then we, again, mm-hmm. did not see him for several hours. He was puking a bread, I believe he said, in the bathroom uh, for a while. Like, believe it or not, we do feel bad yeah. for Ted. But he kept doing it. It was a good time. And we also, look, we've, we've worked with a lot of people. And when you go to a new station or whatever, not everyone's always excited to see you and everything no. else. But in this instance, seriously, thanks to the vocal minority, they they uh, they welcomed us with open arms to Seattle. So Steve, Nick, Edgy, and uh, Cousin Brewski and Jay, whatever you guys are uh, doing right now, if you get a chance. And, well, uh, we don't sound like that. No, but, uh, but well, I mean, maybe we did then. I don't know. I couldn't even remember the phone number, and I couldn't remember all the stuff that I even said. So I'm listening to this again, like, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe I just threw up all over the microphone. But uh, no matter how bad or insulting that may or may not have been, not a single person noticed mm-hmm. that it wasn't actually us. So that yeah. tells you everything you need to okay. know. Okay, there you go. Episode 11 of The Greatest Story Never Told. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man. A Double Flush production.